1: Good morning everyone on this Saturday morning. Thank you for joining us again as we continue to dive into the Word of God. I hope that you have gotten over all the holiday celebrations that we have and you are embracing the new year of 2024. As you know, we've said that this is the year of open doors and I'm hoping and praying that you would be meditating on the Lord to find out what the doors are that He's going to be opening for you. Sometimes we can't see the doors that God opens for us because he wants it to keep, keep it a hush-hush until he knows we're ready for it. But in the meantime, you stay diligent, dedicated, and honoring your Heavenly Father uh, because he will guide all your steps in this year. As you know, my friends, we have been in the book of Amos. We are almost uh, going to be done with this chapter very soon, the last chapter of Amos. And then we'll be done with the book of Amos. And I know for many of us, this word has been very deep. It's been very profound. It's uh, given us an eye-opening moment of possibilities that we could be also facing in today's time uh, when it comes to what happened during the time of Amos. And uh, as we pick up along, we are still now uh, in chapter 9. We're going to be picking up, uh, we left off last week in verse 4, and now today we're going to be picking up in verse 5. And this is what it says. The Lord God of hosts, he who touches the earth and and it melts, and all who dwell there mourn, all of it shall swell like the river and subdue like the river of Egypt. He who builds his layers in the sky and has founded his strata in the earth who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out on the face of the earth. The Lord is his name. Are you not like the people of Ethiopia, Ethiopia to me, O oh, children of Israel, says the Lord? Did I not bring up Israel from the land of Egypt, the Philistines from captor, and the Syrians from Kerr? Behold the eyes of the Lord God on the sinful kingdom, and I will destroy it from the face of the earth. Yet I will not utterly destroy the house of Jacob, says the Lord. For surely I will command and will sift the house of Israel among all nations. As grain is si- sifted in a sieve. yet not the smallest grain shall fall to the ground. All the sinners of my people shall die by the sword. Who say the calamity shall not overtake nor confront us? Thank you, Father, for your word. We know this word is impactful. We know this word is true. We know this word gives us instructions, it prepares us, it gives us warning signs. And most of all, Father, we know that it is your word that penetrates through us, penetrates in us and through us. And this uh, information of the scripture that's being relayed to us today We can look at it, read it, and see how does it line up with my life? How does it line up with our lives? Uh, What can we avoid? What can we learn from to make sure we don't make and continue to make the same mistakes? So we thank you for your word. Amen. You know, my friends, uh, I woke up this morning, and the very first thing that I said to myself was, I'm grateful to be alive and have another breath, an opportunity to live on this earth and continue forward and at the same time I was saying to myself what is in store for 2024 what are the new assignments that my Heavenly Father may be giving me what is he going to be preparing me for and how am I going to embrace it my friends you know the same way that Amos was communicating to the people about what God was going to do in their lives and what would be coming forward for them in the future. Pretty much the people at this time, they had no choice but to embrace this, whether it was good or bad. And when we look, and, and when I ask that question this morning of myself, like, you know, Lord, what is coming? You know, there's times the Lord will speak quickly to me, and there's times it'll be silence. But I do know that the Lord has already prepared something for me in 2024, which is something new and challenging in my life. He's already opened that door. So if there's nothing else that I'm going to have to deal with at this time, I already know that this door that he's already opened for me, which I already found out was going to happen way before the new year, uh, I know that it's going to entail a lot. And I'm going to have to embrace it. And I'm going to have to uh, honor my Heavenly Father with it. And uh, I know that he will guide every step of mine. And when Amos was speaking to the people and telling them and reminding them of who the Lord God was. And what um, God had done for them. And the things God had brought them out of. And the things that God also had prepared for them. He was also informing the people about this is also gonna happen you're gonna embrace this it's gonna be a situation at hand that no matter what you don't have a choice like this is what's gonna happen and my friends you know it's very interesting because when we think about how the people were being spoken to by amos we also have to understand that you know amos was being obedient to god he was just following god's lead he was following god and god's instructions and no matter how the situation was at hand he still delivered the message whether it was good or bad so when he starts to tell people again here the lord god of hosts who he who touches the earth and it melts and all who dwell there mourn all of it shall swell like the river and subside like the river of Egypt. In other words, he's reminding people, listen, this is the God that created everything. He touches everything. He, uh, he, cre- he, he allows things to happen. And when it says, and he who touches the earth and it melts, yes. You know, God, it, God's presence is evident on this earth. And if we are not aware of God's presence, my friends, something is wrong. That tells me we're not connecting with God. We're not building relationship with him. Because we should also recognize Some of the things that God has put his hand on and touched today in our own time, present, here, now, 2024. Some of the things he's already touching that are starting to melt. (laughs) Some of the things that are already starting to fall away. Some of the things that are already starting to be done done away with, you know, eliminated. Listen, uh, this is the year of open door doors that is but this is also I believe a year of even wanting to have more control of people and we need to discern that and we need to be aware of what's happening around us so as those open doors are coming our way and we're going to step through them that we make also so sure that we're not being enticed or tricked by the enemy opening other doors that we're not supposed to be walking through so when you're in relationship with your Heavenly Father, it is very clear to you in the Spirit as He reveals to you the correct door you will be going through. And my friends, as Amos was explaining to the people, you know, and all of it shall swell like the river and subside like the river of Egypt, you know, everything will be, um, will be done away with. You know, our Heavenly Father could come at any time and destroy us our heavenly father can come at any time and 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 pour you know treacherous rain on us our heavenly father can come anytime and and stop the uh, stop us from having an overflow abundance of blessings i mean this is his land he created this earth he created everything and he's given creativity to people also to create things All creativity and all knowledge and wisdom comes from our Heavenly Father. So as Amos was reminding the people of this time and what God has done and can do, he also says here to them, He who builds his layers in the sky and has founded his strata in the earth, who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out on the face of the earth, The Lord is his name. In other words, he's reminding the people, listen, this is the person. God is the person who ultimately has laid everything out on this earth that has the sky. Everything we look up and see, our Heavenly Father has created. The waters, the oceans, the rivers, the lakes, the ponds, whatever it is that we see, that is all because God has placed it there. Now, I know some of you sometimes say, you know, it's amazing how the ocean exists, and it's amazing, you know, how lakes and rivers exist, you know, because God created it all. God knew there need to be areas where it was dry land 100%, and other areas where there need to be land and some water. And also, we see a lot of remnants, you know, and evidence of the past times of when God destroyed the earth. And then he rebuilt it and allowed it to, and it was at the time of Noah. So we have to remember our heavenly father who has created everything and has placed everything for us accordingly. And Amos is reminding the people about that, that they must remember the God who has done all all these things and have created all these things. Because our God is a powerful working supernatural God that truly exists. In the same way he existed back at the time of Amos, and Amos was reminding the people of who our Heavenly Father was, and is today still. We have to look at that in our lives today and say, our Heavenly Father today is touching so many things in our lives. He's the one who's created it all. We must give him credit for it. He's the one who's allowed us to access all the things we have. And on top of that, he's the one who is, his, his name should be above all names. That is our Lord. And, you know, we forget. We forget as, as regular human beings, we forget who to give the credit to. We forget who to acknowledge. We forget who to thank for the things we have and the things we've, we've accomplished. And it says here, Amos just continued to talk to the people. He says, are you not like the people Ethiopia to me? Or children of Israel, says the Lord. Did I not bring up Israel from the land of Egypt the Philistines from Kaptor and the Syrians from Kerr. In other words, he's explaining, uh, Amos is explaining the Lord's heart to the people about, don't forget about what I've done for everyone. Don't forget, a one, uh, forget about how I rescued people. Don't forget about how I brought them out of the pit of hell. Don't forget about all the miracles I performed for certain people. You know, the Lord is reminding the people of who he is and what his character is and what his reputation is right and who and what he has done for everyone what he has done for past generations and the same way that God is looking at this generation at this time of Israel well God is relaying the message through Amos God is also reminding people like you are my chosen and I have always done these things for you Israel I've taken out taking you out of so many different situations in your life, in the present, in the past, in the, in the deck, in like, you know, decades ago. And you're not to forget that. You're not to forget what I've done for you, your ancestors, your great, great ancestors. You're not to forget those things. But at the same time, God is reminding the people um, of Israel, like as much as I am the supernatural powerful working God, and I've done all these things for you. And I've, I've been able to, to deliver you out of certain things. I cannot bypass the fact, cause we've been reading it prior, uh, in the other, uh, chapters and in this chapter as well, that the sin that you've committed, the crimes you've committed, the disheartening decisions you've made and choices you made, those will not go unseen and and it definitely will not go unpunished. God is making it very clear to the children of Israel. But he's also reminding them who he is, who has always been, why he has always been able to help them and um, successfully bring them out of situations. You know, because he loves them. He loves Israel. God loves all people. He created all people. And as much as we know that Israel is the chosen people as well, especially in this day and age, you know, the chosen people, even though they're chosen, if they commit sin, God will deal with them with that sin. And that's why it says here, behold, the eyes of the Lord God are on the sinful kingdom, and I will destroy it from the face of the earth. Yet I will not utterly destroy the house of Jacob, says the Lord. In other words, he's saying, you know, I've done all these things for you. I've been by your side. I've been the one who has upheld Israel the most I can. And now I'm also seeing that the sinful nature is involved in this kingdom, you know, and that will not go unnoticed and I will destroy it from the face of the earth. I will do away with it. I will melt it if I have to. Like he said earlier, when he said he touches the earth and it melts, right? God can do whatever he wants to do to destroy even a nation that he loves so much, even to destroy his own children, because at the end of the day, if his own children are wicked and unsinful nature and not turning away from their wicked ways, not turning away from their sins, not confessing their sins, not putting their lives on the straight and narrow path that it's supposed to be on in following God's lead, God has no choice but to make some decisions about people's lives and about kingdom. Kingdoms that have been built that must be destroyed. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read this word, you know, and everything that's happening today with Israel and the Palestinians. I mean, I could just read this word, and, and I'm reminded, and I'm reminded of this, right? Because it's happening today. It's evident what's happening today, and you know, right now Israel is starting to, um, they're they're starting to to be judged by other nations because of their actions, and um, you know, again, right? This is God touching the earth. And, and melting something. Something's in the works that God is working on. And even though it says here, you know, uh, Yeah, I will not utterly destroy the house of Jacob, says the Lord. Meaning he wasn't going to just do away with everybody at the time of Amos. And at this time right now also, he's probably not going to do away with everybody either. He's going to leave a certain amount of people that are reliable and that are still faithful unto him. It may not even be in agreement with what's happening right now, with what Israel's doing with the Palestinians. Now, am I here to am I here to say, well, everyone's like they're the only one that's guilty? No, everyone here has has been part of what's happened. The problem is, if you continue to take advantage of what's happened after you've reprimanded someone, then that's when you start to get beyond boundaries or you you cross the line, per se, um, of what you're still supposed to be doing. And everyone's starting to believe now that that is what's happening with Israel. We understand that Israel wanted to protect their people and retaliate after what was done to them in that one incident that took place um, and in some other areas as well. But then to to take it upon themselves to be their own God, that's where we're crossing the line. That's where we have boundaries. That's where we're like, we, Israel needs to rely on the Lord for guidance on this and not just do their own thing. And this is what was happening at the time of Amos. The people were relying on God, but then they started to fade away from him and started to do their own thing, build their own kingdoms, their own way of of, of, um, of, of running things and doing things without God's guidance. And that's what we're kind of seeing right now, the correlation between what happened at the time of Amos and what's happening right now with Israel. Now, some of you listening to me might be saying, Antonia, how can you actually say that? Well, if you are up to the times and you're reading the newspaper and you're watching the news and you're watching videos, because there's videos all over the place, and you're watching what's actually happening, you cannot be oblivious to it. You know it's happening. It's here. It's a reality, right? And then you have to ask yourself, you know, has the boundaries been crossed? Has, the, has the, the, the Israel over crossed its own line? Like, ha, are they doing things now that they're not even supposed to be doing anymore? Like, you know, that's the question you have to ask yourself. And then the question on top of that then becomes, are they seeking God for this guidance? you know is it god who has said yeah continue to destroy continue to to um to 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 do away with because if it was not god then they're operating exactly how they're operating at the time of Amos is that they're doing their own thing and then god will have no choice but even though he loves israel and israel's the chosen one he'll have no choice but to come in and and place judgment and punishment And my friends, that's why, you know, in our own lives today, when we read this word, we're saying, you know, we may not be doing what Israel's doing, but what are we doing in our own land, in our own neighborhoods, in our own cities, right, and states? Are we doing something similar like this? Are we oppressing other people? Are we join? Are we going above the line of treating mistreating someone when we're not supposed to? These are the things we need to look at. These are the are we, are we committing sin? Are we caught up in things we're not supposed to be caught up in? And for God to say, "I will still, you know, this, uh, dist- uh, you know, I will, I will destroy everything and a lot, but I will still not, not utterly destroy the house of Jacob." In other words, I'm still going to preserve some people during this time. The question now becomes, if God was judging us today, which I'm sure he is, and he's about to touch this land on this earth and things are about to melt, the question you need to ask yourself is, am I going to be one of those people that's going to be um, part of this melting process? Or or is the Lord going to allow me to stand strong because I've been faithful and I've honored him? something we have to think about, my friends. And then it says here, for surely I will command and will sift the house of Israel among all nations as grain is sifted in a sieve. So God is gonna weed out, sift out, like almost like when you take flour and you put it, you know, ladies, we know this. When we take flour and we put it in one of the the drainers and then we're sifting it right because we don't want any other particles that might be in there to be you know the things we're gonna bake or cook or whatever well it's the same thing God is gonna be sifting people out he's gonna be seeing who's who he's gonna spare and who he's not and he's gonna do this among all nations because at the end of the day my friends or among all nations is where a lot of people are doing things that they're not supposed to. No one's just there's just never just one pocket of people who are not doing something. We can go, I can go to any state, any city right now and see the different things people are doing. And God's going to start sifting through people. He did it at the time of Amos. Yet not the smallest grain shall fall to the ground. All the sinners of my people shall die by the sword. Think about that. You know, God's going to start weeding out the people who are not doing well by him, who are not honoring him, who are disrespecting him, who are, you know, worshiping other idols, other things. God's going to start sifting through people. And he's going to He's going to touch this earth. He's going to touch people. He's, things are going to start happening. You know, this is some serious word, my friends. We cannot take this lightly. At the end of the day, you want to be one of those people who's not gonna die by the sword. You don't want to die by the sword. Now, for us today, we say, Well, we're not we don't see people in the street fighting in the swords. No, they we don't. Right? We don't see people in the street fighting with swords in our neighborhoods, you know. But what we do see is other things happening that are abrupt. You know, people being Caught in the crossfire, people being assassinated, people being killed, people being, you know, uh, murdered and people being, um, you know, robbed, robbed, broad daylight. I mean, there's a lot of other things that are happening that are affecting people. And some people are innocent bystanders and some people are evildoers, right? So listen, whatever God decides is going to be the choices he makes for those that he's going to do away with. During the time of Amos, it was with the sword, meaning that he was gonna allow other nations to come and infiltrate Israel and uh, kill them and uh take over their land, their property, their possessions, right? That was happening at the time of Amos, God was saying, This is coming, this is what's gonna happen. Um, in our day, when we think about this, we have to think about, you know, what if I if I'm caught up in the wrong thing, if I'm caught up in, in sin, if I'm caught up in areas in my life I'm not supposed to and something else worse comes along and 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 hurts me destroys me destroys my family you know again these are the things we have to think about right an example would, would be, you know, if you know you're running... And this is just an example, guys. You know, you know you're know you running illegal you know, drugs or whatever. And, you know, you think you're all high and mighty. You're making a lot of money. You think you're on a pedestal. You think you're on the top of the world. No one can touch you. And, you know, you are the king of the kingpin of selling drugs in your neighborhood. And then all of a sudden, you know... You have a family. You have children. You still like a husband, and you know a husband and a father to everybody. And then all of a sudden, you get a call that one of your kids overdosed on some drug. And then you find out who they got the drug from. And then they, fi- and you find out you sold the drug to that person. Now I know that stuff is deep, and it's horrible at the same time. To hear as an example. But this is what's happening, my friends. And that's why when God says, I'm going to start sifting through the people, he's not playing games. Like, you know, it's going to happen in ways that we don't even imagine. Right. So what we need to do is we need to stay strong in the Lord. We need to stay uh, always on our father's side and, and making sure that we're doing the right thing by him. So we don't get caught up and we don't become the part that's going to be destroyed. But if anything, we're going to be the people that are still going to be spared. Because you're in relationship with him every day. Reading the word, you know, learning about the different stories in the Bible of what happened to people. Getting a revelation, a reveal of why, oh, I see how I can apply this to my, my life today. And, and, or if you are doing something you don't realize, you read the word and God convicts you. And you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I was doing that. You know what I mean? That's why we're embedded in God's word so that God's word helps us with our daily lives, my friends. And then it says here, who say the calamity shall not overtake nor confront us? Right. No one can sit here and ever say, oh, that's never going to happen to me. Oh, that's, that, I'm never going to be affected by that. Oh, no, one, no one's going to touch me. You can't touch me. You like the song, can't touch me, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so listen. Uh this passage of scripture, God has made it very clear to the people. Amos was making it very clear to the people at the time as he was delivering this message of God. And at the and at the end of the day, you know, no one can ever say, like, you know, I, I'm invincible. No one can touch me, you know, or no one sees what I'm doing. It's hidden. I'm really good at hiding what I'm doing. Or this isn't going to affect me personally. It's not going to affect my family. Listen, there's so many things happening in this world today, my friends, that we are. Every day we wake up, we're hearing something new happening. And we're like, wow, I can't believe that happened. Some crazy stuff happening, my friends. And we have to remember that, you know, God is a powerful God always and has always been. He's, you know, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your heart is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's why if you're finding yourself that you're lost or you're saying to yourself, I just really don't know what, I, what to do with my life, surrender your life to Jesus Christ so he can show you the true way the true way to the father the true way to having relationship the true way to understanding what he would have you fulfill in this life many people are just walking around not knowing what to do with their lives they're lost they have no clue cuz they don't have a relationship with the heavenly father for the guidance friends might be friends and relatives and family members might be like You know, hey, this is what I think you should do because I see this quality in you or I see you have this gifting or this talent. You might want to go that way. But if they don't see it that way or understand it that way or get the reveal from God that way, they're never going to know really what what, what they want to do with their lives or what their purpose is on this earth. So my friends, as we've read this word, this word this word is very powerful. And I hope that you go back and reread it. Ask the Lord to reveal things to you. To give you revelation of what it is that you might be doing in your life right now that you're not aware of that could be in a, sin, a part of a sinful kingdom. You know, that you're doing things and you don't realize how you might be mistreating people or speaking to people somewhere. There's just so many things that you have to say to yourself, like, you know, am I on the right track with where my heavenly father would want me to be on? You have to ask. God, that question, ask yourself that question, ask God for guidance. Because my friends, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you're right with God. And if you think that your sin cannot be confessed and forgiven, you're misled. You've been uh, misguided. Make sure you go and surrender everything you have to to your Heavenly Father. So that way your Heavenly Father could be by your side receiving you. And preparing you and getting you on the right track where you're supposed to be on. To fulfill the purpose He wants for your life. So my friends, this has been like I always say a very deep word. And very profound and We need to like pay attention and really read this word and and ask God for for reveal for our own lives. So I look forward to sharing the word again with you next week. Continue to enjoy your your weekend with your family, wherever you might be, stay safe out there. I know there's some states that have a lot of snow right now. There've been like major car accidents, it's just been crazy. So just be safe out there. If you don't have to travel, don't travel. But if you do, just be safe. And um, always remember the three-second rule. When you're at a red light, if it turns green, give it three seconds. And then go look both ways, making sure no one's passing the red light on their other side. So that you will be safe. It's always my pleasure to uh, share the word with you. So I look forward to speaking with you again next week. God
0: bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.